Shorthanded, Smith coming down the middle on the backhand, he shoots, he scores! Listen to the fortress, it's a shorthanded goal for Riley Smith. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights get the puck out of the zone, here's Stone, lead Stevenson coming in, down the middle, he gets a backhander off, and it's in! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. It's a week where you're going to have to pay attention to social media, the the important Twitter accounts, uh, all the... Uh, different avenues that you use to keep up to date because there's a lot of moving parts in and around the National Hockey League. But uh, very fortunate uh, that right now the Vegas Golden Knights returning home after sweeping the four-game road trip, winning five in a row, and tomorrow's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning is a go. Now, no talk of uh, moving things around as of uh, yet. Tampa Bay Lightning arrived into Las Vegas yesterday. So uh, this is a couple of teams where uh, COVID has managed to stay on the outside of this recent surge. Uh, Talk more about what's happened with the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning and this marquee game uh, for us. Let's bring in Joe Smith from The Athletic who joins us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Darren Millard. Joe, uh, thanks for taking the time today. I know that uh, it's it's a crazy one uh, for everybody trying to keep on top of things. It is. I kind of flew out to, to Denver on Friday ready to start a trip and I landed in the airport and found out they had a game canceled on Saturday. So it's just the way the, the world's going right now and, and you know, happy for everybody to be safe. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely thrown NHL schedule through a loop and a lot of things are shut down through Christmas and Olympics are probably not a go at this point for NHL players. So there's a lot going on, uh, related to that. Uh, it's really strange because neither team, uh, as of last re- report has anybody on the COVID list. So, uh, that's really positive and it's a marquee game. I don't know whether we could have said that two months ago. Uh, on both teams' side, but we've got a couple of clubs that have uh, been real stories in December. How's Tampa Bay risen to the top of the Atlantic, given their competition and given the injuries and given two-time Stanley Cup and that kind of hangover? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty impressive. I mean, you lose one of the best players in the world in the Kita Kucherov in Game 3. I mean, they're on 2-3 to 1 start of the season uh, early in the year, and then you lose great points on the engine of their team up front. Uh, about a month ago, uh, both long-term injuries, too. And Eric Chernak, the top right shot defenseman, has been out for quite a bit. And uh, it just shows the depth of the organization. That, you know, you have guys like Steven Stamkos. Um, they had to be a play driver the last couple of years. The sporting cast, you know, has been a really big force for them. Victor Hedman's been the Norris Trophy winner of old. Um, you know, you've seen some young players that I think Vegas fans will see tomorrow night for the first time, and Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk and, uh, Ross Colton, um, you know, established himself too. So, you know, it's it's been pretty impressive to see, considering you know, it, you know, they have these injuries and, and and tough situation, and they could have said, you know, we won two cups, you know, maybe it's not our year. And it's been a really hungry and motivated and determined group, and um, they kind of found a way, even though that hasn't always looked good, found a way to get these points and put themselves in position to be in a good spot after Christmas here. Uh, he's a great follow on Twitter, uh, Joe Smith TV, uh, as he follows the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, for the Athletic and uh, joins us now for a couple of minutes ahead of the game uh, tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, so you're you're traveling with the team. There is no hesitation uh, on that front. Yeah, well, I you know I traveled to to Denver uh, just just into the trip, and then everything kind of you know changed there, and it got a little worse. And I and I am 
you know, was planning on coming home to see the family in Michigan with my parents and grandparents. So I did skip the Vegas end uh, of the trip, um, you know, probably for that reason of just being careful and stuff like that. Mm. So I think those concerns a lot of people's ends, you know, you, you know, I'm vaccinated and other people are, but you want to make sure you don't have anything that you pass on to others that are, you know, older and maybe more at risk. So, um, but I know the Lightning have done a great job as an organization of, uh, you know, offering them boosters from early on in the season. And uh, a lot of guys have taken that to heart. And so I think, you know, they've been, you know, fortunately for them, haven't really been uh, tested or, or, or haven't been uh, hurt by the, the virus so far this year, which has been, you know, helpful for them in their season. Joe Smith chatting with us on the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard. Uh, it's hard to say that a team has overachieved when they've won back-to-back Stanley Cups, but given the injuries, given uh, the playing so much hockey, given the competition between Toronto and Florida, uh, is it a, a little bit of a surprise that they're percentage points ahead of everybody in first, first place? I think so. I mean, I think Stephen Stamkos put it best the other day. Like, we're sliding under the radar. And who would have said that two back-to-back champs are sliding under the radar, yeah. which they have been, because, you know, Florida went off to that terrific start. Toronto was unbeatable for a time, and so no one really talked about the NBA Lightning on a national scale, but, uh, you know, they have kind of been that team that's been not talked about as much, but they don't, they're, they're okay with it. They're okay with having their, their we talked about it in the playoff next year, so um, I think, I know coaches often get more credit when they take a, a bad team or a, a team that, and overachieve the next year, um, and so it would be hard for guys that have really good teams like John Cooper to win a coach of the year, but it's one of the him and his staff's best coaching jobs, I think, their time here. Um, and taking a team with historic expectations of going for a repeat and playing so much hockey and then dealing with the injuries and having all these young players that are having their first angel experience still finding a way in this division to be right at the top of it at this point. Um, it's really impressive. You know, there's there's certain athletes where you want to cheer for them, and like Mark Stone is that guy uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's just a he's a he's a gamer. He's a he's a hockey player. Steven Stamkos fits into that uh, umbrella, but but he's more of a a, a natural goal scorer, uh, used to the spotlight. But then he had the the injury and wasn't in uniform to win the Stanley Cup, and has managed to come all the way back to where I, I look at the. The stats right now, and I go, is it 2016 or is it 2021 turning into 22? He's been that good. Oh, it's been one of the, the biggest bright spots I think, for lighting season, you know, and where would they be without, you know, his offensive production um, after he losing the drop in point and, you know, all the injuries he's had. He just had his 900th career point, which is crazy. I feel like he just was drafted a few days ago. <laughs> I won a wall pick back in 2008, and now he's, you know, father of two and, you know, 31-32, he's, you know, obviously a guy who's a and Hall of Famer um, and playing some of his best hockey in years. He's feeling healthy. He had a summer to train with Gary Roberts, and really feeling mentally and physically in a better spot and, you know, was trying to make the Olympic team in Team Canada if they had that chance. And um, I think you're right. He's one of those guys that's easy for any hockey fan to root for because of what he's been through and kind of the characters he has. And, um, and they want to face this league for such a long time and to go through all that Injuries, mental and physical, come back and play at a least level. Um, you know, you have to, it's hard not to cheer for a guy like that if you're if you're a fan. He's one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Uh, covers the Tampa Bay Lightning, two-time Stanley Cup champions, uh, Joe Smith, Joe Smith uh, TV. Uh, what is what is Stephen allowed to do now uh, with his body that he was held back with when he was hurt? Uh, where's he been able to get back to normal? Well, I think you see it just 
in his skating, how it's opened up. I think you see it in his agility as he's going the quick burst from left to right. Um, you know, he's being a little more physical this year. I think he's a little more confident. Um, he had the arthroscopic knee surgery back in April before the playoffs last year, um, which you didn't want to talk about until after the summer. But um, there are little things you see in that respect. He still has the all-time shot um, the power play, and uh, he still has that natural goal-scoring ability. But I think overall his his skating, his, his lateral movement, his agility, his ability to have explosiveness um, going laterally um, is important for him, not only in offensive end, but in defensive end, too. They've been back to back the center for the first time in a long time uh, this year because of all the injuries they had, um, and he played well. So and that's uh, a testament to him and his ability to be able to use the first role and went to the wing for most after playing his whole life as center um, and dressing both ways has been great for him. You touched on the Olympics, uh, so I'll throw out the names, Stamkos and Hedman, uh, Braden Point, Vasilevsky, John Cooper, uh, the, the head coach of, of, of Team Canada. There's a lot going on uh, to this decision, whether or not the National Hockey League or the NHL players participate in the Beijing Olympic Winter Games. Where are you in what we'll be able to see, or have you had a chance to talk to anybody in that group about uh, where they're thinking we might head? Well, you know, you talked to them in the last week or so, and up until, you know, it's a lot there, so it's still been up in the air. But I think, you know, I said with Stamkos last week, and he's like, I, if I was asked to go, I'd love to go. He was his first chance was last chance to win the Olympics. So I think he was, you know, kind of wanting the protocols would be like and the situation there. And be Victor Hedman's first opportunity in the Olympics would be John Cooper's first time coaching the Olympics. And, Probably 11 players on the team that would go if they'd end up playing in Beijing. So it'd be a major opportunity for these guys. So I think if they had their, their chance, they would love to go. I just think it's a little more, you know, more pessimistic about it now than I was a week or two months ago, considering the the, you know, the breach of the schedule, so to speak, the last week or so. I mean, I can see why they they might decide not to do it. But um, if you're asking all the guys who are going for the first time, I think they would love to go if they can find a way in the protocols and be safe to do it because uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for a lot of people, and especially these guys and these guys that have been working for their entire life. So uh, we're, we'll wait to see soon that decision will be. Do you look at tomorrow night as a potential Stanley Cup final preview? Are, are we there yet with the journey that both these teams have, have certainly endured uh, and overcome so far? I mean, it's, it's possible. I, mean, I think I... One of the year, I picked, I think, Colorado and Tampa to play in the final. I think mm-hmm. out west, it's been, Minnesota has been a nice surprise, and uh, Anaheim has been two. But I think the two teams that have been maybe more impressive or just teams that you think might be there in the end are, are Vegas and Colorado on the western side. And, you know, Lightning still have a long way to go. And their division is really good with Florida and Toronto and maybe Boston there. And then, you know, with Capitals have been really good. So I think it'll be a tough road to get there. But uh, it would not surprise me in the least. Slightest, but these two teams that play tomorrow night are, are are there in the end. You know, come the summer. Uh, you share some good stuff on Twitter, both uh, professionally and and personally. How's everybody back in Michigan? Good, good. Um, I've just been over in Indiana now with, with my in-laws and, and my wife's family, and enjoying that. And we'll be going to Michigan soon too to see parents or grandparents and and uh, nephews and all that. So everything's going good. It's a lot colder up here, but um, definitely enjoying the. the Kind of downtime when I can before. It's been like three, 
straight long seasons in a row. So I'm looking forward to downtime here. Uh, I'm disappointed we're not going to be able to cross paths tomorrow night at the rink, but uh, glad things are safe and uh, really appreciate you joining us on the VGK Insider Show to bring us up to date on uh, what's happening on the uh, front of the two-time Stanley Cup champions. Be safe. Sounds great. Merry Christmas to both of you guys, and we'll talk soon. You bet. Uh, there's Joe Smith. Uh, Joe Smith uh, TV on Twitter uh, covers the Tampa Bay Lightning. Follow him if uh, you're looking for uh, the scoop on what's happening with the two-time Stanley Cup champions. I think both coaches, uh, well, one, they're very similar. John Cooper, Pete DeBoer, both law degrees, both uh, career coaches now. I mean, they, they both kind of came into the coaching world by accident. John Cooper was working at a firm and was asked to, to help out with uh, one of the senior partners' kids' teams, did it, fell in love with it, started it. Pete DeBoer was uh, in law school, was asked by his good friend, Paul Maurice, to help him out with uh, the, the Plymouth Whalers and fell in love with it, and uh, the rest is history. Now they're both coaching Stanley Cup contenders. They're on the Olympic staff together. It's a, and then the, the team's performances this year have, have mirrored each other. It's a cool game setup and storyline going into this game between two division leaders tomorrow night. I love I love the John Cooper story, and the first time I heard it was actually from Dan Duva, who I think worked with him Syracuse in Syracuse. Yeah. yeah, so so that's a super cool story. Like when I heard it the first time, I'm like, "There's no way that this guy just gets into coaching by accident." What was his? Because he was going to did he live on Long Island? I think it Went was to Hofstra. Hofstra, yeah. So they they used Lacrosse to be the, player. They used to be the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. Now they're they're the Pride, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really cool story, and I I didn't know I knew Pete had a law degree, but I didn't know his background and and Paul Maurice, of course. The don't think Pete's ever practiced, but yeah, doesn't have no, a law degree. I, I mean, you could tell when you listen to Pete talk that he he. I hear people say that. No, is, I, is that a compliment? Because we all I, I think we all it, well, take shots at lawyers. I, when well, we're, no, and, but, no, but well, then, no, 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 then, no, no. Then we've we, got we've got Sam and Ash, who are our great friends. Yeah, and and we listen to them and go. Boy, like, wouldn't it be great? You listen to the speak. It's so intelligent. Uh, you've got to have him <laughs> as our lawyer. And then you hear Pete talk, and people say, I can tell he's a lawyer. No, no. What I was going to say is the way he analyzes the question mm. and then delivers his answer, I, I, I find that fascinating. Like, you could tell he's a super intelligent guy. And, I think and Pete knows the answer to every question that's coming. That's ever been asked, no, yeah. B- before it's been asked. Yeah, it's very pot. Well, yeah. I mean, I have to think of something I can stump him on. I don't know. Probably not hockey related. No, and and you know what? As soon as you get into that area, then you've stepped outside the boundaries, and it's just going to be annoying. Yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, I I think Pete, <laughs> I I think there's a side of Pete that that we also would be surprised about because I I've heard rumors that Pete was a big Blink One Eighty Two fan. Hmm. I don't know how how accurate that is, but I, I I also know he doesn't like Christmas songs. So yeah, where, wasn't it about a year ago that we were into this? Oh, it was it was after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that we you, were talking. You, you gave me a, you on. gave me a difficult time because you're like, hey, he said he didn't like the Christmas songs because his Mrs. DeBoer had continued to play them, and you know, but uh, I hope she's not listening. Sue, uh, I don't know whether Sue listens to this or not. No. No. Well, I hope Pete's not listening either. I hope you haven't caused a kerfuffle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because of, uh, household. Yeah, uh, because of uh, <laughs> he, what's going on. You know, on. and you know what? Tomorrow night after the game, if he's in a good mood, he'll call me out. Be like, you know, you know, you had to bring up the damn Christmas songs. Let's uh, let's get to uh, the last three games and what we thought of them. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. We got to go rapid fire here. Jersey Rangers Islanders. 
are the three games that we have not evaluated since our last show. All three wins, different fashions. I mean, the Devils get out to a sizable lead. The Rangers, back and forth. Then you have to scratch and claw. Dylan Coughlin scoring that late goal. Fourth line with an offensive zone faceoff, too. Win in that game. Brett Howden uh, was all-world. And then yesterday, sort of a mixed bag of, uh, of both. You had really good spurts. And then a side where the New York Islanders looked like they were going to take control, find a way to win individually. Okay. I'll go, I'll go quick with the, with the devil's game. Yeah. Have an arrow. Thought they played. Okay. Didn't think they played great. Didn't think that's they played a three. Yeah. That's a three. I, I mean, they won the game and that's what matters. The Ranger game. I, I, I was really impressed with. I I'm, I'm going with Carolina Reaper in that one. A you get Brett Howden who scores a goal. And even though I don't think their second period was fantastic, Laurent Brassois played the game. He played really well. I thought, I never really felt like they weren't going to at least get a point in that game. Even when they were down 2-1 in the third period, I kind of felt the tying goal was coming. You, you kind of feel it. And Dylan Coughlin is the guy who ties it up. So I go Carolina Reaper. Plus, you factor in the emotions yep, of that yep. game. It's very hard to, to process, I think. The so, Rangers? Well, yeah. you, you have the Ryan Reeves factor, who was a non-factor. And then, obviously, the Gerard Gallant factor, who was close to a lot of guys on this team. That was more of a hockey game than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, you know, in in sense of, I thought there'd be more around the familiarity and the storylines. Yeah. It ended up being just hockey. It was a game. And that, and then, you know what? That's perfect. That's mm-hmm. the way it should have been. And uh, yesterday, I think, I'm going Carolina Reaper as well, because I think even though you, you mentioned that there were, you know, spurts where they looked good, spurts where they didn't look so great. The fact that it's the end of a road trip, you had already gotten six points. It would have been very easy to just go home with those six points. Not only did they not just go home with those six points, they found a way to tie the game late. They found a way to win the game. An early start, it's kind of a goofy time. I think when you put in the intangibles, I got to go Carolina Reaper in that one. It was a goofy time. We, England and I did a pregame show at 30 on the TV yeah. side of it. That's the earliest I've had makeup on in a long time. Well, Derek's got some young kids, too, so he's probably used to being up that early. So, well, so Yeah, but yeah. but being up early and doing TV is yeah, a totally that's different thing. thing. Yeah, it's a little bit different early than, than Sunday. Yeah, different than getting up and going out and throwing the ball or shooting the puck with the kid. So you give a three, a four, and no, a four. I went three, five, five. Three, five, five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I got that mixed up then. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, three, five, five. Very generous of you. Well, I think there's a lot of intangibles in those last two games. Uh, I'm going to go uh, where you're three for the Habanero yes. for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I will go with a four for the uh, game against the New York Rangers. And yesterday is a five. I yesterday, think yesterday is a full on five. Being able to lock it down and come home with a road sweep with a goaltender that has so much happening uh, in and around that game, finding a way to win that one. Anyway, and the New York Islanders are struggling. Yesterday may have been one of those games that you overlooked more than the Devils game. Yeah. Because yeah. you were just reminded of that versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. You're not going to step in that again. But yesterday, the New York Islanders still have some players, and it's just a mystery to me why they're they're in that spot. Yeah. And that was the one where I was really, I thought, would, would have trouble. And you're playing early. You're going to get home that night. Like, there's distractions galore waiting pitfalls galore waiting yesterday impressed me yeah I, I i think like i said they they could have very easily just said you know what we got six points on this road trip the overtime 
I thought the Islanders were the better team in the overtime. They found a way to, to withstand Shots that. Shots were 7-1. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one, and I'll, I'll say this about yesterday's win. The, the one thing I noticed, and I'm going to have to start paying attention to it a little bit more. You know, every time they win a game, the goalie gets a hug. He gets a, a high five from the players. The guy who gave him the longest hug yesterday, I noticed. Carlson was long. But the guy who actually gave him the longest hug and, and high-fived him was Loren Brossois. Hmm. And they, they, you could tell that Brossois was genuinely very happy for Robin Leonard to win that game. And I, I think that's cool because I, I, I don't know if there's this like backup quarterback kind of thing where, where there's a little bit of rivalry. But... There is in some teams. Yeah, I would imagine there is. Yeah, I mean, I but look it's at, nowhere near like in the in in my era when I came up. Yeah, there was a rivalry. If you had thirty teams, be a rivalry and twenty four of them. Yeah, but it's, I, not, it's not like that anymore. I, I think it's cool that that you could tell that him and Brossois yeah. have a good relationship, and I and Way I, more buddies. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed watching the embrace and and the fact that Brossois was genuinely happy for him to get that win. How about Brassois? He's won as many games this year as he did in each of the last two, like six, six, six. That's uh, being able to win as many games as he did the year before, before Christmas. That's really cool. And you I, know who else has done it? Robin Leonard. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the the funny thing is, like, I it's not funny. I don't know. It's a stupid figure of speech. But I knew when they signed Laurent Brassois that he was a really good goalie. I did not realize he was as good of a goalie. I throw the Philadelphia game out, right? Like that that was just a bad game altogether. But outside of that game and the Detroit game, he's played really, really at a high level. Like almost like he could be a starting goalie somewhere else level. Now let's keep in mind like he's being spot started in a way. So I don't want to get too carried away. Like you you're not facing Tampa tomorrow night. You're not facing Boston to start the road trip. But that shouldn't take away from the fact that Laurent Bressois is taking advantage of his starts and winning hockey games. And you can make a case that Laurent Bressois produced one of the top three most important goaltending performances of the season. And that was against the Dallas Stars in game two of that road trip after the one and four start. They go into Denver, they win. And then he steals the game against the Dallas Stars to give them a road sweep then and settle things down. So, yeah, one, his record is really impressive, but he's getting backup starts. He he started games three and four in the back half of three and four against the New Jersey Devils. Found a way to win. Well, that that that's the. I don't put a lot of stock in numbers with backup goaltenders. Yeah. Because they do get those four and six back-to-backs, three and four against uh, uh, when you're, you're checked out. Your, your job is to win. If you can win games, w- winning records or your record with back-to-back goaltenders, more, more important than the save percentage or the goals against average. Well, in seven of the nine games he, he's been called into play, yep. he's given up two or less goals. And that includes the Kings game where where um, he was pulled or where, where Leonard was pulled and he came he in. He came in. So you, you, you mentioned the Dallas game, but the Minnesota game. He also came, came in a relief and won a game. Yeah. Yeah. Was that? Uh, so the, during the homestand. That was Dallas again, was it not? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got two victories over Dallas. He only gave up a goal in that game. A goal against Arizona. Uh, that doesn't count. But Columbus, Minnesota. Oh, Ari- no, Arizona counts. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. like it counts, but. 
you may not look at that and be all that impressed, but he's mm. got the win. The win yeah. over Minnesota was impressive. I thought really early on in the season, maybe his second or third start. Look, the the number of teams that he plays against that will miss the playoffs is going to be larger than than Robin Leonard. Well, that's just normal, though. Yeah, that's going to be normal. But but when you're looking at backup goalies, we know in this city and this marketplace how important it is to have a backup goaltender yeah. who you can have confidence in and go out and win those games. Yeah, I mean, and for it, a we found of years, out it it didn't happen as much as it should have. Yeah. And and sometimes you wonder if that burned burned guys out. Yeah. But I think he's been phenomenal. I mean, he, he, the Detroit game, I thought the team played really well. I, I I don't really blame him. Some of those goals were goofy, but he could have played better in that game. But you know what? You look at his numbers. He's been really really good. I mean, his goals against average is is I think it was when I when I saw I think it's like 2.64. He's all business at the 2. podium. 2.5. Oh league. yeah, he's a serious all guy. All business at the podium. I want to I this is kind of where I miss being in the locker room cuz I'd love to ask him about the the big tattoo he's got on his arm, the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just ask him? Cuz it's a, every time I have the chance to talk to him it's in a post game press conference. It's not the right time or place. When have you ever taken that into account? I I in post game, oh, I'm 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 full professional in post game. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, no, I love the fact because that 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 lends itself to say I'm not full professional no, no. over here. Well, you know, sometimes I, I, I like to have a little fun, but, you know, it, it was a lot more fun when I can go in the locker room and ask William Carlson about traditional Swedish uh, Christmas. But, uh, yeah, maybe, and you know what? Maybe if he well, tomorrow's game day. So maybe Wednesday, if, if some of these guys come out, we'll have a little Christmas fun with them. Well, let's hope we're still face to face. Uh, don't 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 say that. I hope I hope well, it doesn't. I, 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 don't I know, know what you're saying, yeah. Chapman. Honestly, every two hours, something's I'm changing. A, yeah, a, a cancellation, a postponement of a game. Yeah, Devils two games. Well, they were already canceled against Montreal, and now their game against Pittsburgh done. They're done until Christmas. After Christmas, Seattle done until after Christmas. Nine nine teams shut down. Is that what it is? Yeah, but then there's these the cross border games. They're yeah. not happening before Christmas. So because. So Arizona and Seattle shut down. That that game's postponed. Seattle's next game was against Vancouver. There's only one game tonight, right? It's bizarre. Like I go through and I'm and I'm watching my games. Postpone, postpone. Yeah. That's why if you, I know players and and some people around the league say just stop it for seven days, but as many games as we can get in right now. Yeah. As many games thing. as we can get in. Let's get him in. And here's the thing. It's an advantage for Vegas. If you can play him and don't have that. Because we're look at March. Yeah. Not having to squeeze these games in is is, is a big advantage, I but think, I for some teams. You, if they don't go to the Olympics, yeah. they're playing a bunch of games. Now, is it going to be like this, where you're playing every second day? Eesh. No. But they're putting some games in. And, and there's arena availability. There is issues. There's arena availability issues, but it's it's not like January or February. All the rinks are booked up for all 28 days. You know what's weird? I, I checked out T-Mobile for that that period of time. Mm-hmm. There's only four things. I think there's two George Strait concerts and a Justin Bieber concert, and I think Vegas is set up really well. Yeah, but then there's other like there's there's certain MSG. Of course, it's busy. Well, yeah, it's MSG. It's MSG. They'll be able to find ways to play games. Hey, maybe play some neutral site games in Vegas. I just heard a bunch of availability, availability. There's issues availability. No, no. 
Unless it's Disney that's taken over in nine days. Yeah, Disney, Disney on ice, ice yeah. or something like that. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's uh, one-timers, and we are going to fly through that. Uh, there's so much to bring you up to date on, including the COVID situation. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Not in any uh, importance, but we're going to start... the one-timer segment. We're going to bounce all over the place today because we've got so much to catch up on from the uh, the last few days. But uh, NHL.com slash uh, All-Star. Go to voting. Okay? Get there right now. NHL.com. Go to fan voting uh, for the NHL All-Star game because Connor McDavid right now leads all players in voting for the All-Star game, which will be held in Vegas. He leads all players and has the biggest lead of uh, any player when it comes to voting them into the uh, captaincy of a division. He, he plays in the Pacific Division. That's our division. So we got to stuff that ballot box. we get we got to get a Vegas Golden Knight to captain the Pacific Division. Connor's going to be on the team anyway. But we got to max out. So Chapman, get on there. You can vote like seven times, ten times inside of 24 hours. Yeah. Ten I'm, times. I'm, I'm looking for the place to actually be able to vote on their website, and I'm having a very difficult time finding it. It's easy. NHL.com slash vote. Okay. NHL.com slash vote. Vote. Okay. Do it now. I am. So during one-timers, that's your job. Vote ten times. All right. Pacific Division. Let's see. Come on. No, you don't have to walk us through it. No, no, no. I'm going down. Jeez, they're all the way down at the bottom. All right. It's got to be Alex Petrangelo. That's my guy. Vote him 10 times? Yeah, that's my go. guy for captain. Uh, cross-border games, Canada-U.S., postponed through the holiday break. It was part of an announcement that was made yesterday by the National Hockey League. said that uh, there was not going to be a league-wide pause at this stage, but cross-border travel between clubs was going to be Put on hold. Those games will be uh, made up at a later date. Also part of that release that came out yesterday that the National Hockey League and the NHLPA working with uh, medical officials about uh, plans for the Olympic Games. A decision will be made on that soon. The NHL is already going to be shut down December 24th, 25th, 26th. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hopefully we can get through this. But would you did you expect a league-wide shutdown given what's happening or do you like the idea that they're pushing through well i i like the idea of pushing through because i'm looking at it from the standpoint of vegas the less games you have to make up later right. in the season is is better it's, it's it's an advantage because if you're one of those teams that that has to play like five games in 11 days or whatever that sucks because right. you might be making up making up games. My thinking is the way the way it's happening right now, it's going to hit you at some point. Yeah, that's true. So if if you're healthy and they are from a COVID standpoint, right now, get going. Like yeah. play, play, play the games. Play yeah. And Tampa Bay's healthy. Play it. They don't have any COVID issues. Why not play tomorrow night? Well, and and I I was I was in the camp of they were not going to shut things down, but I mean. I also thought that the Premier League was going to shut things down, and they didn't. So, 
Um, I'm glad the NHL has, has decided that this is the way to go because, like you said, if you have two healthy teams, play. Play these games. They're important. They're important to play. New Jersey Devils uh, general manager Tom Fitzgerald says needs more from his veterans. Well. He called them out. Good. I mean, P.K. Subban's kind of been MIA. They don't have a ton of veterans on that team, but the ones that they have, they've, they're just really... I don't know. I, it, I I feel like they've underachieved. It's been a little disappointing. A couple of uh, injury updates. Minnesota Wild, Jared Spurgeon, injured reserve. That's going to affect that hockey club that's had a remarkable season. Brent Burns, COVID protocol. San Jose. Mike Hoffman, Montreal Canadiens, COVID protocol. Calvin Devon, Chicago Blackhawks, COVID protocol. And, and Adam Larson, Seattle Kraken, COVID protocol. Do you have an opinion on testing? Um, Not really. The National uh, Football League is not going to test players who are asymptomatic and who are vaccinated with a booster. Yeah, I, I have a friend who, who actually last week, he said, he said, look, you know what? I, I'm in favor of that. He said, because, you know, if these guys are fully healthy or they're feeling fully healthy, then they should be able to play. And I'm kind of okay with that. But I also look at it from the medical standpoint of, well, these guys are going home to their family and maybe they get their kids sick or they get their their family sick and so it's a slippery slope for sure but it's one where i i will defer to the experts on this one and i'm i'm you know i'm not going to really say one's right or wrong because i honestly don't know the correct answer to that i can't believe that i'm even considering being okay with the not testing thing but i am now i i i traveled that path over the course of the weekend and that shocks me. I think from a purely sports perspective, it makes sense. But obviously, this Great is point. not not a purely yeah. sports situation. I mean, we are in the middle the of a... going on here. Ryan Wallace leaves one show and all of a, all of a sudden you become the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn my mic off now. We can't let that happen too much. Scared right now. But you're right. A Chicago Blackhawks for Brett Connolly suspended four games. Did you see it? I did not, but I saw people comparing it to the, the hits that Truba had, and he wasn't suspended. And I, honestly, I thought the Truba hits were fine. I had zero issue with either of them. Yeah, it was uh, for interference. And Tanner Kiro, he had to be helped off the ice in a stretcher. And so did so, Jujar Kara. I, yeah, I know, but that, that one just seemed to be more... Bad luck. Having the puck and being uh, there. This, this came out of nowhere. Interference means you don't have the puck yeah yeah <laughs> you can't like, just lay guys out yeah and he does doesn't need a player made a play for the puck four games though for brett Connolly. i don't know what it is but we're, we're seeing players who aren't known for big hits make big hits it's kind of a little surprising right now uh who's on the subject of surprising who's a bigger surprise tampa or vegas first place in this division e. I'm gonna I'm gonna be biased on this one. I'm gonna say Vegas. I'm gonna say Tampa. Wow. Yeah. I mean Because Toronto and Florida. Well, I mean, look, Vegas had they the amount of players, look, Vegas still has a lot of players. And I know I know Tampa has a couple guys out too, but look, Nolan Patrick and Alec Martinez haven't played for a long, long Vegas time. Vegas has had the harder route. Yeah. More difficult route. But I think that's but the why competition it's, in, in that Atlantic division. Like Vegas is catching Anaheim. I'm sorry, Anaheim's great season. Yeah, they're they're not awesome they're story. not Florida Panthers. Yeah. yeah, but Calgary's good. I mean, Edmonton still has two of the best players on the planet. So, 
I, I, it's it's an interesting debate, but I, I go Vegas just because of the biasness of it. I admit I, I have a bias here. Why? What? Like all of a sudden, you admit it, whereas most times you just pretend you have no bias at all. Well, and you try and tell us that you're you're looking at it through this most objective lens. Well, sometimes I do look through a, a very objective lens, but in this in this particular case, someone has to be the biased one, and it'll be me. If you're Jacob Chickfriend, would you ask for a trade, even though you've got three years left in your deal? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want to be a part of that dumpster fire. $4.6 million with three years left. There's the idea that you can build around Jacob Chikrin. By the time the three years are up on the contract, like you've gone through hell well, as a hockey player. I look, I look at it from this perspective, too. I'm about to enter the prime of my career. Mm-hmm. Do I do I take the risk that me playing in Arizona actually hurts my value as a player because there's literally no one that I'm playing with that's going to enhance my 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 career? Mm-hmm. I I would want out. I mean, I and I don't blame him if he does. I mean, I I just look at it from the perspective of there's nothing there. They're literally, liter- you know, build around Clayton Keller. I don't want to be part of it. Nine teams shut down. Uh, Paul Maurice re- resigned over the course of the weekend. That one caught me by surprise. Can we get a Paul Maurice and Pete DeBoer podcast? I did one with them. With the two of them? Yes. At the same time? Yes. Oh, that's... I want I, I want them... Very, I talked very little in that episode. I can imagine, yeah. It was actually before the bubble, because we were talking about whether uh, they had to, if they had to wear masks, uh-huh. who would be chirping the loudest. And they both agreed it would be Paul. Yeah, I I, I kind of get that Paul would be the yeah, guy. Who, I had them who, both on. Oh my God, that's I yeah I I can imagine you probably said very little, and I would imagine you probably laughed a lot. Uh, Spezza's suspension was reduced. Just want to make sure everybody's up to date on that. I have to get Paul on. I have to get Paul on the podcast again. Now that he's got uh, a little bit more freedom. Uh, those are your one timers for this Monday, December. <laughs> On Fox Sports Las Vegas, we have tickets to give away. Tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, the first game after the Christmas break, which is December 27th. If you want to go, if you're in town and you're able to see the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, we're going to see two first-place teams tomorrow night. Might be two first-place teams then. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Call now and be caller number 9 and we will send you to the December 27th Vegas Golden Knights game. Back to wrap it up with Catching Up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Yeah, yesterday, me and Mrs. Chapman, we decided to take in a Henderson Silver Knights game. It was uh, the first time I've actually been to an HSK game and it was uh it was very cool. It was it was a lot of fun. My wife really, really enjoyed it. She uh basically she enjoyed the fact that we were a lot closer to the ice and she could follow the game a lot more. The only game she'd ever been to was a Golden Knights game and she was behind the net and she was high up in the, the second level there, right below Hyde. So um, you know, for her to be that close, and of course ice hockey's not big in Japan, so never really an opportunity to go see it there, but she really, really enjoyed it. So it was very cool. Good experience. And we got to see Johnny Canuck. And they wore the green jerseys. Does the AHL, do they do uh, white home jerseys? And, and 
darker out road, or is it the same as the NHL? Usually switches halfway through the year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. so we got to see the green Johnny Canuck jersey, which I, I, I thoroughly, first of all, green's my favorite color, but to be able to see those jerseys, they just pop. Is roller the, hockey big in Japan? Uh, I don't think so. No? So then why would you call it ice hockey? Well, they play field hockey. Don't get me started on this. <laughs> Were you not part of the big conversation we had in the media room a couple of weeks ago? No. Oh, hockey. Call everything else whatever it is.